0: Welcome to the preaching podcast of Life Point Church. We're so glad you've joined us here. If you're ever in the Baton Rouge area, please stop by. We'd love to meet you. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, please visit our website at golifepoint.com. So uh, Pastor Donovan and Valerie are out of town. They're at a conference. Um, and I was on the phone with him earlier, and he said to let you guys know that he misses being here and, uh, he's praying that I would do an all right job tonight. And um, so he misses you all. They'll be back for Sunday. Um, by the way, Sunday, we will have our 9 o'clock and 1045 service. Like I think this is the fourth week of that. And that's been awesome. This is an exciting time at Life Point, And I'm, I'm honored to be a part. And I, I believe that this is a season of us growing numerically, but also spiritually, and um, I mean, I, I think that's evident in our services that we've been having, and uh, so anyway, it's, it's an honor, and it's an honor to, um, to be able to speak tonight. Thank you, uh, Pastor Donovan and Valerie, for believing in me and um, allowing me this opportunity. That, that means a lot, and uh, so I'm very grateful, very humbled. So today... My main goal is I, I just want to, uh, to encourage you, at, as simple as that is. But specifically, I want to encourage you to stay hopeful in spite of life's setbacks. And so today, I want to talk a little bit about some setbacks. Um, to sum it up in two words, I've entitled this message, Hope Delayed. Hope defined sounds something like this. It's a feeling of expectation. It's a desire for a certain thing to happen. It's a wish, an ambition, a goal, a plan, or a dream. That's what hope is. Thank you, Taylor. I'm sorry. And um, so hope can be a plan or a dream. How many times have we had a plan? We plan to do something, but something else got in the way. I know plenty of times for me, and uh, just this morning, actually, I experienced a huge setback. I woke up, had some coffee, got dressed, and was ready to go mow a few yards, and uh, I get in the truck, and I turn, so last night I was staying on 621, and uh, I turn on 621, everything's looking good, and all of a sudden, I come to a dead stop. Which isn't unusual. I've experienced this plenty of times before. And so I was like, okay, that's not so bad. And so then I get up to the intersection where um, the new Circle K is a- in Dutchtown, where Interstate 10 is. And I'm trying to take a right to get to airline. And I realize that 73 isn't just backed up getting on the interstate. It's also backed up all the way to airline. Like, all the way to airline. Which is unusual. And... Um, Jason, if you want, show uh, uh, that diagram that or that screenshot that I took. This was Baton Rouge this morning at around 7, 7.30, so that we see wrecks, we see red lines everywhere. Um, I know this isn't too much of a surprise, and all of you can probably relate to this at some point or another. The light is green, but the intersection is gridlocked. Traffic is so bad that you're desperately trying to see the breaking point You're trying to peek around the 18-wheeler in front of you to see if you can see the end of the madness. People are honking as if it does any good, and I may or may not be one of those people. (laughs) My impatience is probably my greatest weakness, and this morning it was certainly tested. (laughs) So tested, in fact, that I got my computer out and made the most of the time by writing the story on my computer because traffic was so slow. Kids, don't try that. Um, <laughs> we, we've all experienced setbacks and delays, um, sometimes with something as simple as traffic, but sometimes it could be more serious. And sometimes we experience setbacks and delays on our dreams or goals. <clears throat> and as I begin this next part of the message, I want you to start thinking of some of those times that maybe you've felt like you've been delayed. And I want to talk about some experiences that we have all can relate to. Like I said earlier, I want to encourage you to, to remain hopeful in spite of life setbacks. A time of year that's filled with your desires being delayed that comes to my mind is Christmas. Is it too soon to talk about Christmas? I, th- I think the stores would agree with you too. I don't know if it's ever too early anymore. So Christmas is a time of year where you've made your list of wants and desires, some realistic, some not so much. We all like to toss in that one item that you know nobody can afford and that you're probably not gonna get, but you end up asking for it anyway because you at least have to try, right? But once December rolls around, you start to become a little impatient because you're wanting that new Lexus and the big red bow in your driveway so bad And you just know you're going to get it, right? Because it was on your list. But let's let's get a little more serious. So maybe you do want a new car. Maybe you want a a new boat. Maybe you want a vacation to Disney World. Maybe you want a new house, some new clothes. Maybe girls you are dying for that guy to ask you out. Or maybe guys you are just dying that she would say yes when you do ask. And let's... But let's go a little deeper than that. Maybe what you've hoped for, maybe what you desire is a God dream. Maybe it's something that God, a desire that God deposited inside of your spirit. Um, Maybe it's a desire that came when you were reading the word, or maybe it came from somebody else, and they give you a word of encouragement. And so you've just been waiting and waiting for this to come to pass. And I want to touch on this scripture and I'm going to come back to it later. Um, but it's in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. And it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. So the first half is a, is a little bit doom and gloom. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So we've all had our setbacks. And it can make your heart sick. It can be a little bit saddening at times. Because you're wanting so desperately for something to work out for you. But it says a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And that's a pretty powerful statement that I want to take a look at a little bit deeper later on. Um, But for now, I want to look at one of my favorite Bible characters in the Old Testament, and that is Joseph, who also had a bunch of dreams and desires. In Genesis 37 and 5, I'm going to try to sum up the story of Joseph the best I can for you. Instead of reading it all word for word, But we see Joseph as a young man. He has a set of two dreams. And so he goes to his brothers, who already don't like him because his dad has showed him some favoritism. And he has a beautiful coat of many colors. And so his brothers already don't like him. And he says, I had a dream that you all are going to bow before me. And so on two occasions he has that dream. And then, at one point, Joseph is going to find his brothers, and the brothers see him coming in the distance. So Joseph is the younger brother, okay? And so the older brothers see Joseph in the distance, and they start mocking him, saying stuff like, Here comes the dreamer. Here comes the dreamer again. And so they're being very sarcastic. They're making fun of him. And so they say, You know what? We've had enough of Joseph and his dreams. We're going to throw him into a pit. And so they do that, and then they decide, oh, we we might feel too guilty if we do that. And so they decided instead something much, much better, and that is to sell him into slavery. So (laughs) Joseph ends up blessed right there instead of being in a pit. But we'll see in the end that that actually ended up being a blessing for Joseph because Joseph... Is captured and or sold, and he goes to Potiphar's house. And here he isn't put, he's put in charge of everything, he's second only to Potiphar. And so Joseph starts seeing a little bit of hope, right? But then Potiphar's wife decides that he's gonna lie, or she is gonna lie, and Joseph is put into prison because of it. And so, yet again. We see a constant roller coaster throughout Joseph's life. It's just up and down. It, it looks hopeful, and then it's devastating. It looks hopeful, and then it's devastating. And so, in chapter thirty-nine, verse twenty-two, Joseph is yet again promoted. This time, he is—he's in prison, but promoted nonetheless, and put in charge of all the prisoners. And Joseph meets these two guys that are going to go before Pharaoh, and he tells one of them, the butler, actually, and he says, when you go before Pharaoh, remember me so that I can get out of here. And so the butler says, okay, I'll do that. And he goes before Pharaoh, and lo and behold, yet again, Joseph's dreams are crushed. He's forgot about, and I believe it's for two more years, two whole years, that Joseph is stuck in that prison after that, all because... The butler forgets about him. Then Pharaoh has a dream, and he, uh, he talks to the butler about it, apparently. And the butler says, oh, yeah, I remember this guy, and he can tell you exactly what your dream means. And so they go and get Joseph. He gets out of prison. Long story short, he interprets the dream correctly. This pleases Pharaoh very much. And he is again put in charge, only second to Pharaoh himself. He's calling all the shots, he's making all the decisions. And at age 30, Joseph rules over Egypt, over everything. Like I said, second only to Pharaoh. That's amazing. What an accomplishment. Um, Lo and behold, after all this time, Joseph's dream comes true. There's a famine. And those lying, mean brothers come to Joseph for help. But this time, their story is a little bit different. And it's with a little bit more humility because their family is now starving. And in Genesis 50, 19 through 21, it says, Joseph said to them, do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? You see, his brothers were afraid at this point that, See, Jacob had died. Their dad had died. And so the brothers were scared that um, Joseph was going to change his mind and let them have what they deserve because they were such a bully to Joseph. And so Joseph responds in such humility and says, Don't be afraid. I'm not going to hurt you. I I I can't. I'm not the one to judge you because I'm not in the place of God. And verse 20 says, But as for you, you mean brothers, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save the lives of many people. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you. He's saying, I'm going to give you food. Don't worry. Your family is going to live. I'm going to give food to you and your little ones. And he comforted them. And spoke kindly to them. And so now I want to present this idea to you. Maybe some of you are like Joseph. Maybe you're waiting and waiting what seems like has been forever. You're waiting on a dream or desire that God placed in your heart a long time ago. And maybe you're a little bit weary in well-doing, even though the scripture says not to be weary and well-doing. But life hits you. And so you're delayed, but you're still dreaming, and you're thrown into what feels like a prison. You're mocked because your dream is so big or so different, just like Joseph was mocked because of his dream. Maybe you're falsely accused, but throughout all of it, you're holding on to your dream. You're holding on to a promise. Maybe your hope has been delayed, and maybe your heart's become sick. Maybe you need healing, maybe... You have unanswered prayers for your family, um, perhaps you're you're in school, and you might not know where life's going or what you're doing. You're not even sure you like your major. Maybe your grades are not what they should be, but take courage, keep on going. Maybe you've sown and you've sown, maybe you've served, just like Joseph served in the scripture. I love this," um, he says, "because my personality type is a is a type two, and that is someone that helps and serves. And so when it talks about serving, I can that's just what I'm passionate about. And um, one of the scriptures says that Joseph was successful in everything he did as he served, and I just want to point that out. I think there's something powerful to that that. Joseph was successful in everything he did as he served. He was always a servant. And we don't hear much about Joseph's feelings. Um, I don't know what he was thinking or saying when his brothers threw him into the pit or sold him into slavery, but I can imagine that he's pretty human just like us and that he, um, he probably had a word or two to say. And the Bible isn't, clear on that, so it must not be important, but either way, here we are. Joseph is capable now of saving his family's life. Like I was saying, maybe you've sown, you've served, and you still think, God, where are you? I'm doing everything that's right. I'm being obedient. I need you. I, I want you to answer my prayers that I'm so desperate of. Let me assure you of this. God wants your dreams, to come to pass much more than you want your dreams to come to pass. I'll say that again. God wants your dreams and your desires that he's given you to come to pass much more than you want them to come to pass. He gave them to you after all. He's not going to give them to you only to let you down. God not only wants to bless you, but he wants you to bless others. Just like Joseph, he... He was obviously very blessed. He was living in Pharaoh's palace. And um, he, he was probably as blessed as it gets at that time. And um, yet here he is, humble before his brothers that betrayed him. And uh, he still chose to serve. God can answer a prayer that you've been praying for a long time just like that. He's able to do anything He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever imagine. And I believe that we're living in a time where he's already given us more than we need. He's given you more than you need to make it through this time that may feel like a drought. God is not a man that he should lie. God has plans for you, plans for good and not disaster. He has plans to give you a future and a hope And you can trust in that. If you don't give up, if you hold on to that dream, if you'll keep sowing, at just the right time, the scripture says, you will reap a harvest. You will reap a harvest. But it's at just the right time. And that may not look like our timing. God knows much more than we do. And he may be setting you up to where not only you have success, but the people around you have success because it's at just the right time. You can't imagine how amazing your dream actually is. Joseph didn't know that when he had that dream of his brothers bowing down to him that he was going to be saving their lives in that moment. He had no idea of that. And just like that, God's only given you a glimpse. He's only given Pastor Donovan and Valerie a glimpse of what he wants to do at the church He's only given you a glimpse of what he wants to do in your life. Just like Joseph was blessed beyond what he could have imagined, he also blessed others. And the proverb I mentioned earlier, the second half of the scripture says, a desire or a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. And that is so interesting to me. What does that mean? A tree of life. Because that sounds amazing. I'm going to reference Guzik because Donovan's not here to do it. and <laughs> Because in his Revelation series, he sure does like to reference him. He, David Guzik says about this passage of Scripture and Proverbs, when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. When hope's desire finally is fulfilled, it brings long, sustained life. This principle reminds us that though hope's delayed fulfillment may even make the heart sick, it is worth it to endure the sense of sickness for the goodness of the fulfillment when it finally comes. I love that. Proverbs 3 and 18 says that wisdom is a tree of life. So I want to talk a little bit about a tree of life. What does that look like? Well, a tree of life is wisdom. Proverbs eleven thirty the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. If you just hold on to hope, you will become a tree of life. When the, what the enemy meant for harm, God will use for good. A desire delayed but fulfilled in the end produces a tree of wisdom that's strong and deeply rooted. You know, deep roots, when a tree has deep roots, storms come, and they're not easily blown over. It continually grows and flourishes while bearing fruit that will help others. I'm going to say that short sentence or that long sentence one more time because I want us to get it. A desire delayed but fulfilled in the end produces a tree of wisdom that's strong and deeply rooted in storms continually grows and flourishes while bearing fruit that will help others. I don't know about you guys, but I want to be that. And it it may cost us something to get there. It, It will cost us. But in the end, we'll bear fruit, we'll have wisdom, we'll have deep roots. God wants to answer your prayers. But God's timing is a little different. Sometimes he makes us wait. Because that's best for us and for others. A not right now from God doesn't necessarily mean never. Not right now doesn't mean that it won't come to pass at some point. Also, delay can bring humility. Because I like to imagine Joseph being a little snarky when he first tells his brothers, you're going to be bowing down to me. I don't know that for sure, but he... I'm pretty sure he was in his teens, and he was new to this dreaming thing. And so I like to imagine that he was a little bit prideful. But delay can bring humility because we see in Genesis 41, 16, it says, So Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. So at this point in Joseph's life, he's interpreting a dream for Pharaoh, and he says, Listen, man, this isn't me interpreting your dream. It's God. And so we see that all of that stuff that Joseph went through, it brought him great humility. I have a phrase that I like to say, and I came up with it when uh, Pastor Donovan did the series, I Am Who I Am Says I Am. And it's all about what God, God calls you, not what you see in yourself but what God sees in you. And I have this phrase that I want people to look at my life and say, and that is, it had to have been God. And everything that I do and every blessing that comes my way, every opportunity, everything that goes on in my life, I want it to reflect God. And I want people to look at me and say, that wasn't Aaron making that happen. I don't know if you guys know this, but me up here right now isn't Aaron making this happen. Cause I hate public speaking. <laughs> but uh never say never, because I'd like to tell you a little bit of a personal story. How God used delay in my life. Um when I was a teenager, uh probably late teens. I, uh, I was at camp, and there was a message that was preached, and um, it was all about God calling you into full-time ministry, and so I certainly didn't have all the answers at the time. I was probably more obsessed with playing drums in a band for the rest of my life, because I had that rock star complex, like most musicians do at some point, <laughs> and um But I felt God tugging on me and I didn't have all the answers, but I went down front and he said, full time ministry only like this, like it's going to be your career. And so I said, "Okay, well, that's weird, but I'm going to go. And I did. And when I went down there, I felt such a peace and I took it as God was telling me I've got this. And he was telling me it's not my will, but his will. And so that was just the beginning of the story. I eventually moved down here to Life Point back in the Tiki Duplassus days. Um, it's been about five years ago now. And I, I don't think anybody really understands what all uh, God has done for me. It's like that phrase that goes like, you don't know like I know what God's done for me. Just like I don't know what he's done for you like you know what he's done for you. And so I felt God calling me down here and I didn't know where I was going to work. I didn't know where I was going to live and all this stuff. And so I threw what could have been maybe possibly a career down the drain, but it was okay because I hated it anyway. And uh, this has been much more fun. But through that, You know, it's been five years, and and here I am, and the reason this message came to me is because I was working the other day, and I work a few different jobs. I do photography, but I also work with Brendan every day, and we cut grass, and um, I was weed eating, and you know, I just had this realization, I'm not totally satisfied with this job. There's got to be more to life than just weed eating, and... um, (laughs) I got to admit, I got a little sad. I was feeling, I was feeling discouraged this day. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Bobby and Tammy was actually right next to your house. <laughs> I was at your neighbor's yard. And um, so I was having this thought, and I was like, man, why am I so bummed about this? Because I, I know that deep down, God has this. He's told me time and time again. And He tells us all the same thing over and over, and for some reason, we just have such a hard time accepting it, Um, but that's when that proverb came to me, and it said, hope deferred makes the heart sick, and I said, well, that's not very encouraging, because of course it makes your heart sick, because you're you're hoping for something, and you don't get it when you want to get it, and I looked that scripture up, and then I read the second half of it, where it says a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. And I believe this for me, and I believe it for all of you. Let's all stand together. I believe this for me, and I believe it for you. That God may be putting some things on hold right now for your own good. Because it's through that journey of five years being here, ups and downs, discouraging times, even as minute as, it, as that little moment was on that yard for me. There's been some more serious times where it, w- it was very difficult and I, I wanted to give up. But let me tell you this. If it weren't for some of the delays in my life, I wouldn't be the musician that I am. I wouldn't be a photographer at all because that was kind of birth in a season of loneliness I prayed for years and years. God, please give me a girlfriend. Years and, like literally years. And I, I talked to a bunch of girls. I didn't really date a whole lot of girls. But, by the way, I have a beautiful girlfriend today, Allie. <laughs> I'm trying to relate to some of you right now. You may be wanting something so, so, so bad. It may not be a girlfriend or a boyfriend. It may be more serious. It may be a healing. It may be a financial need that you're desperate. You're desperate. Maybe you're desperate for direction. And maybe you're just tired of the same old, same old, and you're ready for that next step. Let me encourage you, never disqualify yourself from your dream. Because I'm telling you, look at me right now, this is a total God thing. This is not because of me. Nothing I ever could have done could have gotten me speaking publicly to anyone. I hated it. I never wanted to do it. But because of those delays, there are so many other beautiful things that have come out of that time of loneliness and out of that time of financial worry or life worry. And I'm just here to encourage you that it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. The hope may be delayed, but it's not over yet. Keep dreaming. Keep moving forward. Keep praying. Keep believing. And in the end, when that desire is finally fulfilled, you will be like a tree of life. You'll be able to help yourself. You'll be able to help others, just like Joseph was. I don't know if you realize how huge that is for Joseph. He went through all of that, and in the end, he got to save his own family. His own family. They were going to die. And he says, you guys meant, meant for harm, but God meant for good. I just wanna, I want to say a prayer, and it's still pretty early, so why don't we just come down for a moment of prayer all together. I don't know what you're praying for. I don't know what you're hoping for. But I feel like some of you have experienced some setbacks, and maybe that's where you are now. Don't give up. At just the right time, you'll reap a harvest. In Jesus' name, we invite you into this place, God. We need you, Jesus. We're nothing without you. God, your plans are greater than any plan that we could ever conjure up. God, we trust you, and we surrender to you. We bow the knee before you. God, if there's something you're calling us to, and we're worried, and we're scared, help us to step out by faith, knowing, God, that it may take time. It may take time, but in the end, it's going to be totally worth it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed by the preaching of God's word. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, or if you plan to attend one of our services, please visit our website at golifepoint.com. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were...